This is Shi'ar Jashub, which in Hebrew means, A remnant shall return. Hi, this is Patty Scalzo, and I would like to welcome you today to our Bible study broadcast from the Church Fellowship of Shi'ar Jashub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut. My husband, Pastor Greg Scalzo, is currently teaching an in-depth series entitled Heavenly Authority. So let's go right into the Sunday service and listen as Pastor Greg ministers the Word. We'll pick up today the study in 1 Samuel on Heavenly Authority. And we're in 1 Samuel chapter 1. The last time we saw the birth of Samuel. And we'll pick up today in verse 21. And it tells us about his father after the birth of Samuel. Now the man Elkanah, now the man Elkanah and all his house went up to offer to the Lord the yearly sacrifice and his vow. And we've seen with Elkanah that he is a religious man. He's concerned about the things of the Lord. He goes up yearly to offer the sacrifices. And now with the birth of Samuel, he goes up again and he makes his annual sacrifices and his vow because he's involved in this vow that Hannah made also. He's in favor of it. And although Elkanah, it would seem from what we read, has distanced himself, or perhaps because over the centuries, uh, the Levites in these Levitical towns melded into the people around them. And although he acts more like an Ephraimite than as we saw in his genealogy, a descendant of Levi, though he's not acting as a Levite and doing the service of a Levite, still he believes in the Lord God. And still he goes up and he offers the sacrifices. And he's concerned for the things of the Lord. Verse 22. But Hannah did not go up, for she said to her husband, Not until the child is weaned, then I will take him, that he may appear before the Lord Yahweh and remain there forever. Once there, she knows he's supposed to stay there. And that's the reason she says, Let me first wean him, and this way I'll bring him, and he'll be there forever. And remember, the Levite normally started service around 25 years of age. So she's fulfilling her vow even more so by offering him as a very, very young child, almost as though a babe, to the Lord for service, as per her vow. As per the vow that he would be a Nazarite from the womb, verse 11. Remember we read, O Lord of hosts, if you will indeed look on the affliction of your maidservant and remember me, and not forget your maidservant, but will give your maidservant a male child, then I will give him to the Lord all the days of his life, and no razor shall come upon his head. So he's a Nazarite from the womb, and she gives him to the Lord as a Levitical servant, which is his genealogical right, as we studied, all the days of his life. Fulfilling that genealogy, that he would serve at the tabernacle. Verse 23, 
So Elkanah, her husband, said to her, Do what seems best to you. Wait until you have weaned him. Only let the Lord establish his word. Or the NIV says, Only may the Lord make good his word. Then the woman stayed and nursed her son until she had weaned him. So they went up to the the festival, but she stayed behind. Only let the Lord establish or confirm his word. So Cana is totally in agreement with this. He wants the vow to be fulfilled. He knows she's made the vow. He knows it's the Lord's word because the Lord fulfilled it. He brought about the miracle of the birth of Samuel, and he wants to see it come about. He's in agreement. Verse 24, now when she had weaned him, she took him up with her with three bulls, one ephah of flour, a skin of wine, and brought him to the house of the Lord in Shiloh. And the child was young. And those offerings there are connected. If you look later on in Numbers chapter 15, verses 8 to 11, those are the offerings when you have a vow fulfilled. She's fulfilling her vow before the Lord that she would give this child all the days of his life. And the child, it says in verse 24, was young. He was not a 25-year-old. He was a little a little boy, a very young boy, and he's there in service. Verse 25. Then they slaughtered a bull and brought the child to Eli. Eli remembers the high priest. We studied him. We studied his genealogy. And she said, O my Lord, as your soul lives, my Lord, I am the woman who stood by you here praying to the Lord. For this child I prayed, and the Lord has granted me my petition, which I asked of him. Remember, Samuel means heard by God, heard of God. God heard her prayer. We studied her prayer. Eli probably can't help but remember she's the one he scolded thinking she was drunk. But she was praying from her soul, from her spirit. And he blessed her that she would have her petition. And now it's happened. Verse 27, for this child I prayed, and the Lord has granted me my petition, which I asked of him. Therefore, I also have lent him to the Lord. As long as he lives, he shall be lent to the Lord. So they worshiped the Lord there. And she presents Samuel to Eli. And Eli is going to bring him up in the tabernacle. That word there, lent, means granted. It comes from a verb meaning asking. Again, to ask and to be heard. By her vow, God granting her vow, it's as though God is asking now for this boy's service. And she's granting it. She's giving Samuel to him. And they worship the Lord there. Notice that this is a happy thing. Sometimes people may think it's a sad thing that this child is going away from her. Now, they'll be going up to see him. But they see it as a happy thing. They're worshiping. And you see it most in Hannah's anointed prayer, which we'll read in chapter 2. One of the most beautiful passages in the Bible, as she presents her son, as she has this child dedication. And though there is no tabernacle to present our children before in service for their lifetime, 
There is the tabernacle, Jesus Christ. And we can learn from Hannah that as she presents Samuel onto service at the tabernacle, to dedicate our children onto the Lord for his service and to believe the best for them in his service. And some people might find that scary. What might the Lord ask of them as we present the child for service? But Samuel grows up to be one of the greatest men in the Bible. We saw that. We saw how in leadership God places him on par in that quote from Jeremiah with Moses. And there is no fear in saying, Lord, take this child. Now, obviously, we raised the child. The child is with us. Hannah had to endure the separation. But whenever you do that, there is some type of separation because you're letting the Lord share into that child. But the child will be better off. Because when we don't dedicate the child to God, when we don't want to see the Lord the number one priority in that child's life, if the Lord is not the number one priority, some demon, some devil, something of this world will possess them and they will not be well off. It's not a sad thing to take that which God has given to you and say, Lord, this child is yours. It's a thing to rejoice over. And we see how Hannah here rejoices in the knowledge that this boy will be raised before the Lord. It's a prayer of thanksgiving. It's a prayer of praise. And it's a prayer of dedication. Chapter 2, it says, And Hannah prayed. As they're worshiping, you can see them in the spirit there. They're worshiping God. They worship. Elkanah and Hannah are worshiping. Hannah prayed. And one thing we know by now, Hannah is a praying woman. And she's effective in her prayers. The last time she prayed, she was praying quietly, right, to herself. And her mouth was moving, but no words were coming out. That's why Eli thought she was drunk. This time, she prays out loud. And we see the power of her prayer. And we remember the words of the Apostle Paul in the book of Philippians, to be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. That's what Hannah does here. She prayed in supplication to make the request. Now she prays in thanksgiving for receiving the answer to a prayer. Many times we pray for things, but we forget to pray when we receive that which we ask of God. To pray just as fervently with thanksgiving, as we prayed with petition. She prays with thanksgiving here. And Hannah prayed and said, My heart rejoices in the Lord. My horn, or my strength, is exalted in the Lord. I smile at my enemies, because I rejoice in your salvation. And right away, when we read this, a parallel should come to mind. My heart rejoices in the Lord. And our minds should go to Luke chapter 1 and verse 46. 
My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit has rejoiced in God my Savior, for he has regarded the lowly state of his maidservant. For behold, henceforth all generations will call me blessed. That's a quote from Luke chapter 1, verses 46 to 48, and that's the song of Mary about the conception of Jesus. What an interesting point at which to leave the study. In our next broadcast, Pastor Greg will be continuing this Bible study series. If you appreciate hearing Shir Jeshub on your local station, may I ask you to prayerfully consider supporting the church outreach of Shir Jeshub Christian Tabernacle. All correspondence and donations should be sent to Shir Jeshub Christian Tabernacle, Post Office Box 518, Branford, Connecticut, 06405. Again, that's Sheer Jeshub Christian Tabernacle, S-H-E-A-R hyphen J-A-S-H-U-B, Christian Tabernacle, Post Office Box 518, Branford, Connecticut, 06405. And please include the call letters of your radio station. And if you will be in the Connecticut area, let me invite you to join us for Sunday service. Sheer Jeshub Christian Tabernacle meets every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. in the town of Madison at the Memorial Hall on Meeting House Lane. The exit is number 61 off I-95. Go south to Route 1, turn right, and at the next light, turn right again. The Memorial Hall is the yellow brick and white building, and we meet on the upper floor. Please join us for our next broadcast of Sheer Jeshub, which in Hebrew means, A Remnant Shall Return.